Thanks for checking out the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast. On this episode, we're going to discuss the three numbers that matter most when you're doing a foreclosure flip deal. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The real estate market is shifting. The time is now. The Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast is your home for the mindset, tactics, and tools needed to break through your limiting beliefs and find freedom by investing in foreclosure deals. Don't buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. And now, your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I'm your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. And on this show, we're going to hop in and determine the three numbers that matter most when you're doing a foreclosure flip deal. Before we do that, as always, we're going to do our mindset piece of the day where we want to get your mind right as you're thinking about how to get started in foreclosure investing. Today's quote comes from Woody Guthrie. And the idea behind it is, any fool can make something complicated. It takes a genius to make something simple. And that really is the essence of foreclosure investing. There's a lot of people out there who want to complicate the process of buying, rehabbing, and selling their first deal. Guys, I work with clients from all across the country, and the common theme to everybody I talk to about foreclosure investing is it's something we all want to do. Who doesn't want to build wealth time freedom, location freedom with foreclosure investing. Obviously, as a member of the channel, you know you want to get into this. So what's stopping you? Well, in my experience as a professional business coach, most people get stopped because they overcomplicate the three very simple numbers that make foreclosure investing work. Let's hop in right away and go to the first number that you care about on your foreclosure deal. The first number you care about is the acquisition price. While a lot of numbers are going to get thrown at you while you're out there exploring the market to find a deal, ultimately what you care about is what you are buying the property at. You've heard me say it a thousand times, but I'm going to say it again. You make your money when you buy. So when you're determining your acquisition price, you're getting it from a couple of sources. One of those sources, I buy a lot of deals from wholesalers. So I get my acquisition price from the wholesaler after they've tacked on their wholesale fee. Now, a lot of people when they're buying a deal get concerned as to what the wholesaler's making on the deal. I've seen wholesale fees as high as $75,000. And the first instinct is, man, I don't wanna pay that much in wholesale fees to the guy finding the deal. Listen, guys, if the numbers work for you on the acquisition price, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter what the wholesaler is making. It doesn't matter what you're spending on the cost of funds. It doesn't matter if you're paying a real estate commission or not. What you care about, if you keep all the noise out of your calculation and determine just what your acquisition price on the deal is, you will know how you're entering the deal. And again, you make your money when you buy. For the sake of the numbers we're going to use on this deal, we're going to do a fictional deal where we're buying the property for $250,000. Now, I'm here in the Colorado Springs, Colorado market, and I got to tell you that pretty much any single family residential home I could buy for $250,000 is probably a deal. 
Why? Because the median price of a home in my market is $475,000 right now. Okay. So if you can get a property for 250, nothing else matters at this point. That is your acquisition cost. Now, the second number is a little bit more complicated because it requires a bit of expertise in how much remodeling construction is going to cost. Over the years that you do this, you will get increasingly better at predicting your remodel cost. But in the early stages, you got to really work to determine that number, either by doing the work yourself or hiring a construction estimator. For my clients who are buying their first deal in my local market, a lot of them are remote, meaning they're in other states across the country. So they can determine the remodel budget a little bit from videos and Matterport tours and the different way that we compile the data on the property. But the best way to get a finite number on the remodel cost of a property is by getting a construction estimate. There are people who specialize in construction estimation for insurance purposes, for remodeling contractors, and a series of other reasons why you would do that. But generally, I can get a construction estimation done for between two and $300 using one of my preferred contractors to do that. Sometimes I have the contractor that's going to do the bid, also do the construction estimate if I know I'm going to use that contractor based on timeline. But your best bet is to get an estimate on construction based on market data, which will determine how much you're going to spend to get the property from ugly to pretty. Now, here's why it gets complicated. A lot of people... You, for instance, may live in a gorgeous house yourself, right? And maybe you live in an upper end home or you're trying to build a property that is synonymous with your lifestyle. Guys, this is inaccurate. Your construction estimate is based on what is necessary to get the property in the condition to get it sold. Okay. You're not looking to do a Taj Mahal level rehab. A lot of times you watch these flipping shows. I like to poke fun at Chip and Joanna Gaines because you're seeing them in there happily doing the remodeling construction, swinging a hammer, making this ugly house pretty. And certainly if you don't have a full-time job and this is all you do is flip and remodel homes, you might do a lot or even all the work yourself. But in the real world, most people are transitioning from one profession, one career to a new one, or they're using flipping as a supplemental income to what they do for their day job. As a result, you're going to need to determine how much it's going to cost to get the labor and the parts done. While there are multiple calculations out there, some people want to use a price per square foot estimate, which I have found is really tough because it takes into account or it can't take into account really the condition of a property. Sometimes you're doing what I affectionately call a lipstick on a pig remodel, which is super inexpensive. You're carpeting it, you're painting it, maybe you're updating the couch countertops and appliances, right? On the other side of that, if your house needs a full gut job, you may be at a higher number. So determining that is both an art and a science, and it takes time to develop that. With my assistance as your real estate coach, I'm going to help you determine what I believe the remodeling estimate is based on years of experience and a couple hundred flips under my belt. While you can't rely on my estimate completely, Giving some expertise there is going to help you to make decisions quickly. And in most cases, I can walk into a property and determine our second number, your remodeling costs, in a matter of minutes between walking it through it. 
Generally speaking, we are budgeting in today's market on the low end, about $30,000 for a remodel, and a high-end remodel could easily run you $60,000 or more. Now, while this sounds like a staggering number, you've got to keep the emotion out of this part of the deal. Why? Because your money is generally not going to be involved in the remodel. When we put the numbers together, we're going to be presenting them to the lender on the deal, and we're generally going to be escrowing for the repairs, and you're receive that capital back in the form of draws as the work is completed. People see a big remodel and they get scared. They add emotion to it. Man, everything of this needs to be fixed. This could easily cost $100,000. Guys, I've been doing this a long time, okay? And unless you've got a whole bunch of square footage, which my students generally are not allowed to buy, or the house is just gutted down to the studs, which we generally are not allowed to buy, okay, your remodel is going to fall comfortably between that $30,000 and generally 50,000, maybe up to 60,000 if there are extreme cases, okay? Let's go back to our example deal. We're buying this home for $250,000. We're gonna assume it's about 1,700 to 2,000 square feet, so it falls within our general bracket of normal remodel, and because of that square footage assumption, we're gonna go on the high side of the remodeling budget and assume we're gonna spend $50,000 on the remodel. Quick adding it up, okay? You bought it for $250. You are now spending $50,000 on the remodel for a nice round number of $300,000. You with me so far? The final number you have got to calculate in your, your flip estimate is your sale price. If you know your buy price and you know your remodeling number and you're ending with the sale price based on current market data. We don't speculate here at all. We find other properties in the area. We call them comparable sales that have sold within the last six months at most. Sometimes we'll go back a year if you can't find data, but I really want to see properties that have sold based in the last six months. Why? Because that gives you an idea of where the market is trending in that area right now. We also want to determine what other properties have sold in the neighborhood. We don't want to see the entire city. You and I both know that there are certain areas that are selling for a higher price per square foot in a certain region as opposed to a different area. So we want to find a distance. Within about a mile of the property, half a mile preferred, we want to go about no more than a mile out to determine what is selling in that neighborhood in approximately that square footage. Now we've got two critical numbers, our buy price of 250, our remodeling budget of three of 50,000, getting us to a total investment of 300,000. And we're looking at the comparables, the comps in the area and determining that retail in the area is now going for 360 to $375,000 for that similar square footage in remodeled condition. So many people want to use basic properties as their comps. Guys, we're not here to speculate too far, but the fact remains that a pretty house in a nice area is going to go for more than a entry-level, still-dated condition home in that same area. That seems obvious, right? So when you're looking at your comps, you want to find properties that are similar in condition to how your property is going to look when it's done. And you'll be able to tell very quickly. Most people who are remodeling in a certain region all use the same paint colors. They're using the same type of trim, the same cabinets, the same countertops. Success 
leaves clues. If you look at the market from an investor standpoint and find properties that were already remodeled, already look great, you're going to determine your retail number based on that. For the sake of this example we're doing today, guys, we bought the property for 250, remodeled it for 50, and now we believe that retail on this home is going to be 375 based on the comparable sales in the area. That leaves a gross spread of $75,000. My objective is to bring my clients a net profit of $25,000 or more to ensure we're going to hit that. We look for a minimum of double the desired profit target to determine all the other factors that are hard to calculate at this stage, which include cost of funds, commissions, and general property taxes, closing costs, et cetera, et cetera. If you have double the available margin available to you, in this case, we're looking for $25,000 in profit. So we need a minimum gross spread of 50K to satisfy that objective. In this case, we're into the property for 300, counting our acquisition and our remodeling costs, and we're selling it for 375. That's a $75,000 gross spread, which is well more than what we're looking for to make 50,000 minimum gross spread or a $25,000 net profit. All of these numbers have to happen relatively quickly for you to acquire a good deal. Guys, great deals in the market are not sitting around waiting for your analysis paralysis to pass while you make a buying decision. Okay, good investors, solid investors been doing this a while are looking at the same deals you're looking at in most cases, and they can do their three numbers in their head relatively fast. When you're just getting started, you're not going to have the courage to do that out of the gate. So you got to hold to the numbers and do it quickly. So what we've learned about is the mindset. Don't overcomplicate this. Know your numbers early on. You got three numbers you need to determine to do a good deal. Secondly, once you've done your numbers, stick to them. Put them in an app like Deal Check, which I use every single day to determine my numbers. I put in the acquisition cost. I put in the remodel budget. It'll even let you itemize the remodel budget a little bit. So if you get an idea what certain pieces of the remodel are going to cost, you can determine your budget and be very comp. Uh, sorry, confident that you're definitely hitting the right numbers on the deal. When you have that confidence in your three numbers, you know where you're buying it at, you know what it's going to cost to fix it, and you know what you're selling it at. The rest of it's just emotion. You've got to proceed on that deal. You're going to feel nervous. You're going to be worried. That's a natural byproduct of spending $300,000 on anything. Okay. When you're making a big decision, it's easy to feel nervous about that decision. But once you're confident in your numbers, you can move forward with that confidence and make a decision. And when you really get good at flipping, you're going to be doing 20, 30, 40 of these a year. So you're not going to have time for emotion to seep into your evaluation, but rather stick to your numbers, calculate them effectively and be able to act quickly on the right deal. Once you've got that mastered, guys, you're going to be a flipping machine. And if you're looking to advance that process, if you want to get there a little sooner, my advice is to do what I did and hire a mentor, somebody to stand beside you and give you the confidence to make these decisions in real time so good opportunities don't pass you by. Look, you're not looking to hit it out of the park every time you step up to the plate. Professional baseball players who make the Hall of Fame have a 300 batting average, meaning seven. 70% of the time, they don't make it to base. 
Okay. In our world, we can't miss 70% of the time, but over hundreds of transactions, 300 plus flips later, I have missed on five to six deals. Two to 3% didn't go well. Obviously, when you're getting started, you can't afford to take losses when you're getting going. But over time, you got to understand this is a numbers game. Your batting average has to stay in the 95 to 98 percentile for you to make big money in flipping. But don't think you're never going to miss on a deal. With proper advisement, proper counseling, you can make it so you don't miss very often. But more importantly, most people never take the first step because they complicate the entire process. They're waiting for the perfect deal to come along. They're waiting to get the rehab numbers perfectly dialed in. Guys, rather than looking at it that way, think about it this way. If you could do four deals per year, consistently that made you a minimum profit of $25,000 that'll be a hundred grand worth of income coming into your bank account what would you do with an extra hundred grand would you quit that day job and just do flipping full-time would you invest more money to buy passive income assets like rental properties or other cash producing assets you have so many options when you're consistently doing this deal and so many people never do their first deal because they don't know where to get started my advice to you is just get started, do a deal, get some education, but you've got to take action. And once you really simplify this process, you're going to find it's readily repeatable and deals that can make you $25,000 in net profit are out there in every market, everywhere. You just got to know where to look and be able to take action when it happens. Guys, that's really my show for today. I really wanted to get this simple for you. I talked to a lot of people that if you don't get your three numbers dialed in, you're not going to know how to take a step. Please subscribe to this channel if you got some value out of this. Wherever you absorb your content, love to have you guys tuning on. The show is taking off. we got a lot of new clients coming in, and we're going to keep moving to change the lives of deal hunters just like you to do their first deal by knowing their three numbers and moving on to the next step in the acquisition process. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the foreclosure deals coach podcast. Please slam that subscribe button. Make sure you're getting new episodes right as they arrive into your inbox. And don't forget this one important number. Don't ever buy a house. Buy a deal. Thank you for tuning in to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. If you like what you heard here today, remember new episodes are uploaded weekly. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Are you ready to learn the mindset, tactics, and tools required to be a successful real estate investor? If so, click the link below to schedule a one-on-one -on -one coaching call today with Donnie Corum, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, to determine if coaching is right for you. And remember, don't buy a house, buy a deal.